Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever you are, whatever part of your day that you're in right now. I hope that y'all are recovering from Christmas. It's a strange way, strange thing to hope, but so many of us need that. I, I think we may actually do a podcast kind of touching on that subject in the next week or so. We'll see. At any rate, for giving me a little bit of your time, thank y'all as always. And for those of y'all who continue to share the podcast and to help it to grow as it continues to do each week, thank you so much. Uh, I hope that you're getting something out of it and hopefully uh, it's shining a light into the darkness for our country just a little bit we're still up in the mountains so we're going to take a little stroll have a little low cloud cover kind of right down sitting on top of them fogs or i guess the clouds rolling in in between some of the little draws and valleys and you can just see forever But we're going to go for one of our little walks down one of these little mountain roads, take a little stroll. So today, as we kind of head into the new year, we're going to somewhat get back on a little bit of a normal track. And, you know, for Thanksgiving, we did a lot of the presidential proclamations and we'll probably do that again next year. And then for Christmas, we did some of the Christmas Eve messages from some of the presidents, and we'll probably do that again next year, too. But one topic, so some one of the positive feedbacks, I think I talked a little bit about some of the negative feedback that I get sometime last episode, but one of the positive feedbacks that I get from people who listen is the education aspect and the fact that I, I've had multiple people tell me, you know, I've never heard that talking about a quote or a speech given or comments by our founding fathers or or men and women before that or after that. And so uh, that always, it it makes me smile, obviously, because I'm glad to to help spread that. But it, it really points folks to, in my opinion, the major issue that we have in the country. And and so, of course, the, the major one is that as a nation, as a Christian nation, we have rejected God. Right. And so if you take any country in the world and and you take their founding values and you trash them, then that country, as it was founded, is not going to be able to exist. And that's what we see today in America. And that's what's happening. The more we reject God and the Bible and Jesus Christ, the, the more and more unstable our foundation becomes. And. And within that, so so how did we get there, right? Well, we get there because we don't educate anymore. We we go to school forever and a day. We we lock kids up more and more. And all, all you need to do, folks, you don't have to. If you don't trust me, just you're probably not going to listen to this podcast if you don't trust me a little bit. But if you don't, go go find a teacher in public education right now and talk to them and. 
and and really dig into what's going on with our kids today. Because and you can find good teachers, folks. There's a ton of them out there. There's there's good administrators. The problem is, you know, so often today we want to talk or some people, the left wants to talk about systemic racism and oppression, which is a total fraud. But we do have some systemic issues in education and it's a huge subject and I'm kind of getting off off track here. Uh, it's one that we talk about frequently and we will throughout the year. And there's just a number of of things to talk about that, that we're doing fundamentally wrong in education today. And that's killing us because we're raising generations that don't know anything about our country. Uh, they have no idea what we were actually founded to be. Uh, you know, you ask most people, is this a democracy or a republic? They're going to say democracy. We're a democracy. Well, that's that's just a fundamental flaw. No, we're not. We're a republic. Now, you can say a democratic republic. You can say a constitutional republic. You can talk about it a bunch of different ways. But we are at heart republic. And and so the bigger issue even than that, which is that's a pretty big one is we are a Christian nation. You know, Woodrow Wilson, we use that quote often. America was born a Christian nation. He has some other great quotes that we'll dig into at some point, I'm sure. Uh, President Truman, who we just talked about, that I just told you myself I didn't know this, right? President Truman said America is a Christian nation when he was talking to Pope Pius XII. So these are not ambiguous comments. This is not them saying, well, maybe in some sense. No, they're, they're saying explicitly that this is a Christian nation. Well, what does that mean? Or, or how, do, how, how do we raise a generation? How do we survive as a Christian nation if we refuse to educate our children on that fact, right? And so I'd like to try and get through two or three quotes today. And I'm going to give you a couple sources again, folks. I I don't do this all the time. I, I did it. I remembered last podcast. So I'm going to go ahead. If you don't have a personal copy in your house somewhere or your apartment, studio, uh, wherever it is that you're at, whether it's college or at home, your own home as an adult, whatever. If you don't have a copy of the Patriots Bible, regardless of your personal faith, uh, you're really you're missing out on something that would strengthen Yes, I would hope that it would that would call you to Christ and strengthen your faith. But even if not, folks, you're missing out on something that would make you a better American citizen. At least one copy in the house, uh, perhaps multiple. Uh, that's definitely something to share at any time of the year, not just at Christmas with friends and family and anybody you can can give a copy to. The second one, <clears throat> excuse me, I promise I am feeling better and doing better, even though my voice Still sounds a few octaves too deep. The second one is America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations. I use that extensively as well. I'm going to use it today. That's why I'm talking about it. By Federer. And it is, folks, it is just chock full of original uh, quotes, speeches, commentary, uh, backed up by a huge bibliography. So that you can go and find the sources where this author actually pulled it from and go look at them yourself. And, and as always, folks, so much of this is available online. It's just hard to find, which I, I find impossible based on the political leanings of most of our big tech companies and search engines. I hate that word big tech, but it really is. Uh, there's so many different 
groups uh, that it really is true, uh, their political leanings, I find it hard to believe that, that that's not purposeful, right? Uh, a lot of the stuff that is out there that you can find, you really have to dig for it. Um, and, and so these both of these books are a great start to your collection. You can add other things to share with people. So this first one, we've read through this before. This is an excerpt from the Patriots Bible uh, edited by Dr. Lee. And this is a page entitled The Universal Education of Our Youth. And so I'm going to read from that. This is uh, Dr. Benjamin Rush, who we quote frequently here on this podcast, a supremely influential founding father. And he really called early on was one of the founders that called for uh, free public education. But he called for it in the sense of strengthening our nation, folks. That's the key there. Public education is a great institution if done rightly, but you can't fund public education with taxpayer money and use it to undermine that very nation. It doesn't doesn't work that way. (laughs) And, And we see that now. So here we go. I believe no man was ever early instructed in the truths of the Bible without having been made wiser or better by the early operation of these impressions upon his mind. Moral precepts alone could have reformed mankind. The mission of the Son of God into our world would have been unnecessary. He came to promulgate a system of doctrines as well as a system of morals. The perfect morality of the gospel rests upon a doctrine which, though often controverted, has never been refuted. I mean the vicarious life and death of the Son of God. This sublime An ineffable doctrine delivers us from the absurd hypotheses of modern philosophers concerning the foundation of moral obligation and fixes it upon the central and self-moving principle of love, all caps. It concentrates a whole system of ethics in a single text of scripture. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another even as I have loved you. That's a quote from Jesus Christ. By withholding the knowledge of this doctrine from children, we deprive ourselves of the best means of awakening moral sensibility in their minds. We do more. We furnish an argument for withholding from them a knowledge of the morality of the gospel. Likewise, for this, in many instances, is as supernatural and therefore as liable to be controverted as any of the doctrines or miracles which are mentioned in the New Testament. The miraculous conception of the Savior of the world by a virgin is not more opposed to the ordinary course of natural events, nor is the doctrine of the atonement more above human reason than those moral precepts which command us to love our enemies or to die for our friends. Contemplating merely the political institutions of the United States, I lament that we waste so much time and money in punishing crimes and take so little pains to prevent them. We profess to be Republicans. Uh, He's not talking, folks, here about the political party. He's talking about people who live in a republic, so lowercase there. And yet we neglect the only means of establishing and perpetuating our Republican forms of government. That is, the universal education of our youth and the principles of Christianity by means of the Bible. For this divine book above all others favors that equality among mankind 
that respect for just laws and all those sober and frugal virtues which constitute the soul of republicanism. Uh, it's a great quote, folks. Uh, I mean, and it really just lays it out. If we want our republic form of government to survive, we've got to have God and the Bible at the center. Uh, we've got to have the teachings of Christ in the heart of our education. Uh, and we've talked about <clears throat> Fisher Ames, who was the author of the First Amendment, the final form of the First Amendment that got approved. You know, he said that the Bible needed to be the, the textbook in public education. And so many others have said similar. Without those, regardless of whether each individual American believes in Jesus Christ as the Son of God or not, if we don't adhere to those principles, you can't you can't have America. And and how can we adhere to those principles if we don't teach our children those principles? And not not once a year, right? That's not what he's saying here. Not uh just kind of as a side Dr. Rush here is saying that should be the center of education. Everything else, science, the arts, everything else should should orbit, if you will, or rotate. That's not really what I'm looking for, but should should be centered around the Bible and God. You've got to start there because that's that's the truth. That's what our country was founded on. Right. So. I mean, that, and that's our founding generation there, folks. That's that's not somebody today. Today, you hear the opposite. Isn't that interesting that if we go back to the actual source, they say we need Jesus Christ. And then if you listen to people today that are supposed to be experts, they say, oh, like the Supreme Court back in the 60s. Oh, we can't have Jesus Christ. No, no, can't do that. Doesn't make much sense, folks. All right. Next one. Noah Webster. Uh, if you don't know much about him, statesman, educator, uh, author of Webster's Dictionary, known as the schoolmaster of the nation. Uh, he was the first to publish uh, an American dictionary of the English language in 1828, and it contained the greatest number of biblical definitions given in any secular volume. Served as a soldier in the Revolutionary War, uh, Connecticut General Assembly, as a judge, I mean, just the list goes on and on, folks. So a lot of great stuff there to dig into. And so we're going to read through a couple here. He claimed government, this is his quote about government, discipline our youth in early life and sound maxims of moral, political, and religious duties. So he's saying that we had a responsibility as a nation to train our children to raise them, to teach them the maxims of moral, political, and religious duties. And obviously, as we go through a couple other quotes, you'll see that he's really talking about Jesus Christ, the principles of Jesus Christ. Just a few random quotes that I found in here uh, concerning education. Education is useless without the Bible. Uh, it, it's so not only is it actually, and I can't pull this quote right now, folks, but somewhere in the back of my mind is rattling around one. It actually is more dangerous without the Bible because we make really smart people with no moral direction without the Bible at the center of it. He also said the Bible was America's basic 
textbook in all fields. Again, just like Benjamin Rush talked about, Webster here is saying that the Bible isn't isn't an antidote. It's not a side story. It's the center of our public education. God's word contained in the Bible has furnished all necessary rules to direct our conduct, right? Everything we need, everything we need to teach our children, going back to government's role there that he said to teach our children morals, the maxims of morality, right? The problem today, folks, I disagree with people that say the problem today is public education in and of itself. That's not the problem. The problem today is the way public education is run, that it's run to take children away from their families more and more, and that we have rejected God and Jesus Christ out of it so that we're not giving them any moral foundation or direction. We have to have an educated society in order for our republic to work. But that educated society needs to be one that's based on God and the Bible and Jesus Christ and one that's centered on the family, not centered on the state. And that's what public education has become today, is one that's centered on the state. 1823, Noah Webster wrote in his textbook, It is alleged by men of loose principles or defective views of the subject that religion and morality are not necessary or important qualifications for political stations. But the scriptures teach a different doctrine. They direct that rulers should be men who rule in the fear of God, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, sorry folks. But if we had no divine instruction on the subject, our own interest would demand of us a strict observance of the principle of these injunctions. And it is to the neglect of this rule of conduct in our citizens that we must ascribe the multiple frauds, breaches of trust, peculiations, and embezzlements of public property, which astonish even ourselves, which tarnish the character of our country, which disgrace a republican government, and which will tend to reconcile men to monarchs in other countries and even our own. It's pretty similar here, folks, to a quote that we read recently. You know, the more and more we go away from God, the more and more we go toward tyranny, oppression, dictatorship. So, and that's what that's what Webster was saying here. And, and he reiterated in a different way, right, that our politicians do need to be men who fear God. And just like the very first chief Supreme Court justice we had, John Jay, said, it is our privilege and our duty to choose Christian leaders in this Christian nation. And we haven't done that, folks. We haven't done that for decades and decades, right? And and in the bad times in our history, you can see that we have elected men who were not uh, moral and religious, who did not follow the principles of Christ. And in, in the best of times, right, even if we had men who were not perfect, because no one is, no one is except Christ. So even in those dark times, when we elected men Those men that were successful, those men that were great, were great because they followed the principles of Christ in some form, folks. Even if they didn't follow it across the board, you're never going to find somebody that follows it 100 percent of the time. But you have to be honest enough to acknowledge that when we are great as a nation, it's when the times when we have leaders and people, people more than leaders, folks, because this country, we the people, right? We always like to harp on that today. Well, if we're going to harp on we the people, then we have to be our own leaders. We have to elect people who follow the teachings of Christ. 
And when we don't, as we haven't, as we see perfectly, obviously today, blatantly clear, when we don't, that's when we run into problems. And that's when we are. And how can we elect moral and religious? How can we elect men who fear God, who follow Christ, if we don't teach our children that they need to do that? If we don't teach them these these quotes, these founding quotes, why do we spend so much time teaching math, teaching science, testing incredibly, eight hours a day in the classroom, going to school longer and longer and longer, and yet we teach less and less and less of substance. We take children away longer and longer from their parents, from their families, from God and the church, and we teach less and less. We don't teach this in the schools today. We don't talk about Benjamin Rush. We don't talk about Noah Webster. Guarantee you the vast, vast, vast majority of students in this country have no idea about these quotes. No idea what our founders actually said about God and the Bible and education. So tying it all back into the very beginning, folks, I tell you what, if we're going to turn this thing around without a fight, which I'm not sure that we're, that's even possible anymore, but if we're going to, it's going to have to be an education and culture. We are going to have to take control away from the, the, the evil left, folks, the godless left. There's nothing else for it. Their core values are absolutely evil and godless. We're going to have to take culture and education back from them, take our children back, really, from them. And, and regardless of if we have a fight or not, that still is true. We still have to take education and culture back from people who follow the evil values of the godless left, whether we have a fight or not, that has to happen. Hopefully we don't have a fight because it would be, as somebody quoted to me online the other night, it will be uh, horrific, uh, un unimaginable. But either way, folks, we got to take back control of those two things and turn back to God as a nation. So, and our founders knew it, right? Benjamin Rush, obviously, uh, Noah Webster, obviously, very clear. So take a little bit of encouragement from that, folks. Realize that <laughs> this just popped into my head, but I've heard it before somewhere else. The truth, uh, Lincoln's quote, actually, I'll go there. I was going to say the truth is on our side, but that's not what you want, right? Lincoln said he wasn't so worried about being on the right or the wrong side. He was worried about being on God's side because Lincoln said he knew that God was always on the right side. So his concern was just to be on God's side. That's what we need. We need leaders like that. We need a people like that first, where our major concern is be on God's side. And how do we do that? We spread the truth, shine a little light, because you have that power, folks. Even if it's just one or two people, even if it's just one, encourage each other, spread the truth, talk about it, right? So important, so important. Thank you all so much for spending a little time with me today. Uh, thank you all for continuing to share the podcast in so many different places. Thank you for the feedback that continues to come in uh, and the encouragement so much. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon.